Welcome to Talk To Me Tuesday podcast. I am excited to get everything started for you guys today. I have a very, very, very special guest. You may have seen him going down your timeline with one of his exciting videos. You may have seen him on Facebook, Instagram, or in a home state near you performing live his stand-up. I have comedian, actor, producer, writer, Darren Fleet. Let me bring him on so he can join us, you guys. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How you doing, love? I'm doing good. How are you today? I can't complain. I'm actually just getting in. Um, shoot, I'm glad I found some gas from somewhere. I was about to go cipher somebody's around the corner. <laughs> you know, the way the pollen's set up in North Carolina, I don't want to do that. Okay. I completely understand about that pollen. I'm out here in Florida, and... Oh, we nearly every time just walking outside nearly die okay i mean eyes watering nose clogged up choked so i understand completely I, I can believe it it's like that as well here um it falls very thick good thing is i drive a yellow car so i don't have to watch <laughs> it as much so you know pollen match my car it's cool with me but the bad thing is i drive a yellow car so sometimes i just go and touch the door you know how you can wipe your face or something? Oh, no. A whole pile of beard. That's not good, especially when you got allergies the way I do. So. Absolutely. So you said that you were coming from Charlotte. Where are you from? Um, Actually, where do I live at now? Yeah, where are you? Like, where are you? Where are you born? Where are you raised? I was born in Virginia. Okay. Born in Virginia. Um, My family lived in VA for a long time. My dad's people lived in Baltimore. My mom got remarried and moved to North Carolina. Okay. Um, so I know Virginia, Baltimore, you know, um, right. Carolina very well, very well. Okay. So being that you're from Baltimore and North Carolina, how does that influence your comedy? Um, one is Baltimore is very grunge. So I'm very quick with the things I do because like I grew up in a family too with my the fleets, my my dad's people, my nana, even at 86, she's very sharp. So she's very funny. Like she like, you know, I like I get on the phone per se and ask her something like, um, how come you ain't tell me our cousin Tia was getting married? And she'll say something like, Well, I ain't have to tell you. Facebook tell everything. Like she doesn't even have a Facebook. So it taught me how to be very quick wit and think on my feet. Um, besides it's a city where you have to keep your head on a swivel. So you always looking and people watching, etc. Um, living in North Carolina, I've been taught how to be very chill, very relaxed, pace myself, think about what I want to say, then say it because it's a very, you know, slow paced and you know what I mean? Everybody is very chill until you get them wrong. So both, um, you know, both places, Maryland and, uh, North Carolina has both taught me a lot about life. That's good. That's good. So you have a good mixture, a good balance. You have the hype and then you have the calmness. Um, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a quiet storm, I call it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into stand-up comedy? Um, it actually got into me. I was uh, I was just chilling, you know, one day and I decided to go to an open mic. I was in Virginia at the time. And um, I saw the likes of a guy named uh, Tin Man and a few of them on stage. And I was like, man, I'm funny like that. And I just wanted to try it. After a while, um, I would start doing videos and doing open mics. I met a guy named um, uh, Jawan at a uh, open mic in North Carolina one day. 
and uh, Ryan Davis had, we had conversed over the internet, who is also a big uh, stand-up comic in his own right, mm -hmm. and um, internet personality. And he drove like three and a half, four hours to come and pick me up on the Virginia line and drove me all the way to Concord, North Carolina. There I did open mics religiously. And this was like 2015. Um, by 2017, 18, I was a household name in social media so I could get out there and tour with it. Um, but I got into open mics first. I took the, you know, the steps, no elevator. <laughs> I like how you said that. Like, I took the steps, you you grew with it, you learned from it and all that. You know, because sometimes when you look at a person over social media, um, it can seem like overnight, you know, like, Oh, that was just overnight. You work into it. Accumulating, but it's not that, no. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that, because you have videos on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, um, would you say that it's easier doing stand-up or your videos that you put out? Personally, I would say stand-up because that's what I wanted to do um, at all. And I went to school and I was in theater, even after school, when I went to college, I went to school for theater and mine. Oh, so wow. I learned a lot just about being on stage, voice control, how to become the moment, um, how to sing from your head voice and stuff like that. So I learned a lot about like center stage and the lighting and finding your cues and margins. Um, so stage is life. Uh, the internet you have so many times to get it right. Like if I'm doing a video, I can stop, go, pause, right. etc. So I love to be like, when you're on stage, there's no stop, pause, go. It's just go. Yeah. So I love to be in that moment. And to me, it's a little more authenticity when you're there. Plus you can see and hear the people laughing versus seeing and, you know, watching them type LOL or watching Of course. Whatever. Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, people say, like, laughing out loud and all that. And it's like, well, and are you really laughing out loud? Or, <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there. <laughs> I didn't even find this video that funny, but all right. So. Right. So, you're, you know, you're responsible for making people laugh and people look to you to uplift them. But what makes Darren laugh? Um, I like to watch people fall. I know that is so crazy, but like when someone is falling and like out of control, like um, I don't know. Just especially when you just didn't mean to, like it was just raining outside and you so happen to step on your, you know, you come in your house and the floor right. like and you just I'm like, oh my God. It's like something about something or watching something fall over. Like, um, I know this is crazy, but it's so like I love to see someone who just you know, maybe, I don't know, put a cake on the edge of the counter wrong. And oh, no. Crumble all over. And I'd be like, look at it. Like, I'm oh, like, see, that's terrible. Like that. <laughs> I'm a people watcher. So I watch people do stuff, dig up their nose. I watch how certain people walk in and order things from like Starbucks and then how mm -hmm. you do it or um, I watch how people act like even right now in the gas crisis, like people like, hey, you've been sitting there, move on. Right. <laughs> I watch these people do stuff, so I know what to do in that moment because I like to reenact that. Mm -hmm. but that's what makes me laugh, people and their actions, and of course, people falling. Yeah, see, I absolutely love your video. That's how I saw you. It was a couple years ago, and you were doing like, you know, this wordplay, which I, comes to a funny thing is, I want to know, have you ever thought about rapping? I love rapping. Um, as a matter of fact, 
it, when you love the arts as much as I do, I don't feel like it ain't nothing you don't think about doing. I think about painting, yeah, on a vineyard. I think about going to just the Juilliards and putting back in their schools just to watch people, you know, ballet and stuff. I love right. the arts. So, yeah. um, yes, naturally, I feel like I am a rapper. I'm probably yeah. a rapper than a lot of rappers. Yes, okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's what caught my eye. And the way you were playing with the words and I was like, wait a minute, you know, and I played the video back and I'm like, this dude is really, really catchy. And I just started seeing, you know, watching and I subscribe and everything and I love what you do. So I absolutely want to put that out there that I love your talent. It's raw. It's real. It's relatable. Um, so I just I really appreciate what you do and your type of talent that you put out there. Thank you so much. What, you know, with everything that's going on, the pandemic and everything like that, has that slowed your process when you do your shows or has that changed anything for you? You know what's so crazy? I feel like personally, I've made more money in the pandemic than any other time of my life. It bought out a different hustle in me. Mm -hmm. um, I made myself get up and decide I'm going to do my own tour. You know what I mean? Or like, mm -hmm. oh, Darren, let's do this. Or... um decided I'm going to do something about the way I look. So I started working out and transforming into the person I see myself as more so, yeah. you know, because a lot of times when it, before the pandemic, I, um, I didn't have time to just stop and do anything. I was, I had a manager at the time I was doing things. I was on networks and had a TV deal and all that type of stuff. So the pandemic did take away a lot of that, mm -hmm. but those things are still on the table, of course, but I've learned a different hustle. I'm like, I'm not going to wait on nobody to call me. Um, so now I'm managing my own career, which is a lot more fun. I've made a lot more money and I've touched a lot more stages. So the pandemic just bought out uh, a monster in me. Like, you know, just like, you know what, Darren, I'm about to go hard. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, absolutely. I, I've been doing that and I've sold out every show on my tour. Yes, I saw that. Congratulations. That is a big deal. You know, with comedy, um, people put so much pressure on you guys to make me laugh, especially with the pandemic going on. They're upset. They're sad. It's like, make me laugh now. So um, with that pressure and everything like that, it's amazing that you are selling out and that you're becoming so successful and so known. People know you. People know you when you're walking. So when you're like successful like you are now, how do you keep the balance between what you're going to share with us and what you're going to kind of hold close to your your own heart um is there a balance do you just let it all out i i i can't explain that right now because naturally i do um i do believe in being very transparent um I do believe that the best comedy sometimes is comedy when you're not even trying to think about yeah. it. It just comes out um, spur of the moment. Um, but I protect people that I care about right to their own personal lives. Okay. So, rightfully so. I'm not about to get my mom when she's just waking up in the morning. And you know how women like they want to bake and do all right, that. Right, no play. <laughs> I don't do pranks on my family. Some people can get away with that type of stuff and get seen 20 mm -hmm. million times. I don't do that. Um, I've learned how to take situations that has happened before and may have re, you know, brought them up. Maybe like, say if it happened to a friend, I can blame it on a family member and make a joke out of that. Right. 
or vice versa so that no one get offended. But do a lot of my comedy still comes from all the fact of people that I know, conversations that I have, things that I read, things that I endure. Absolutely. Like um, the whole ordeal of my cousin. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> that was a real. We want to know. We want to know. What did that? It was That's so shocking. Story. Like, did that really happen? It did, but not on that day. Okay. <laughs> something about that setup that reminded me of that time. And I was like, mm -hmm. ooh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it did, but not on that day. And uh, I was excited that I could still make it look and feel as real as that time. Yes. Um, yes. I replaced one of my aunts with my other aunts who actually <laughs> not locked up anymore. I mean, he's actually a good dad, but his, he had a a bad divorce and um yeah all of that so. yeah that was very interesting i i was watching it and i'm like okay is this real because i would have been like boy bring up that camera you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was absolutely that was very funny though a lot of people really like that one <laughs> yeah, they did they did it became very viral um like some of my work before, and I thank God to be like five, six years in and still being able to create that same magic for people. Because yeah. a lot of people were saying, Darren, it took me right back to the time of the Barbie doll app video. Like it was so <laughs> real and so, oh my God. So I was like, I'm glad I can do that for people six years now. And that Barbie doll app video came out five years ago. So to be able to give them something that else that had happened to me in a different spectrum. Right. Um, absolutely i feel like genius for real yeah absolutely it it takes some, some really like you are a smart guy it takes some knowledge to be able to be quick like that to be able to be so relatable like that and the way that you you know flow with it and position the camera and things like that yes you are very very intelligent it takes a really smart guy to do that so props to you on that because not everybody can do it you know, with this whole thing, a lot of people are trying to be comedians. Everybody, it seems, you know, is trying to do it. So that's not for everybody. You, sh you shouldn't have to try to be a comedian. No more do you should try to be a singer, try to be mm -hmm. a dancer. It's in you. It's mm -hmm. in you. And a lot of people think that comedy is so easy because everyone in this world, and I apologize to cut you off, but it's, I think I it's like a little flag from your video. It, it appeared that you'll stop. And then you're going up like, oh, I and I apologize about that. Um, it's that Florida weather for you. It is, and I'm, it's the, I'm gonna blame it on the gas. It's the gas. <laughs> right. uh, I just wish it'd leak into my ride, whatever. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, it's a um, I'm, I kind of drew a blank because I got off a little subject a little bit. But back on it, when it comes to comedy, um people think that it's easy to do because we've all made someone laugh. You know, we all might can't sing, or we all might can't cut a rug, or we all might can't be Michelangelo or Picasso. That's fine, but they are great painters of our time, like Pascal. Um, but I, uh, when it comes to people who can make people laugh or anybody laugh, and not just the people in your work setting, not just your group of friends, um, not just your family, that makes you a little more, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to make your family laugh because y'all know what y'all laughing at. Maybe another exactly. family member, maybe the way my walks or maybe the way someone cooks, etc. But to decide I'm going to get up in front of hundreds of people or thousands of people tonight and 
none of them know me from a can of paint, but I'm going to tell some things that's very relatable and, and expressive and only a way that God can give it to you. I think that's the difference. Yeah. I never try to be funny. Mm-hmm. I never try to be. It just, you know, right then and there. So when did you know that you had the gift? When did, you know, because yes, we all have times where we're funny or where people are like, wow, you were so funny, but how did you know that this is what you were meant to do? When I was a child, I um I used to make up stories all the time. I won't call them lies. I was not <laughs> um, but I made up a lot of stories and um I can make people believe things like the sky is yellow, you know, and I'm talking mustard. And the people will really probably walk outside and look at it because I was so expressive. So I learned that I was very expressive then. Then, too, I always, um, I like, you know, being dramatic about things like, you know, or, and I was like, okay, cool. Then I always had a great voice or a clear speech. Like my, my mom used to tell me or my Nana sometimes too, they would say stuff like, you have never been a child. You've always been aware. And even when I was young, I, I would look at other children like, man, these kids don't, you know. Right. I always felt like I was not a child. I'm like, why are they talking like that? Like, why, are you, why are you holding the cup like that? Sit up. That's what type of child I was. So to me, when I see other people like that, I'm like, oh, that is hilarious. I knew I, I was a hilarious being because other people would be like, that Darren. Or people would rave when I was in their classroom settings because they knew that it was going to be fun. We could have the boringest teacher, but if I was in it, and it was that type of thing, if I was on your bus route or I was the cousin at the cookout that you would want to sit beside because I was going to ask about your own mama. I'm like, oh, your mama. Got them toe marks in her sandals. That's nasty. Like I'll say <laughs> stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I can see that. Yes, I can definitely see that. Right. <laughs> like cousin Carla, oh, her blanket stink. You remember them little black Barbies on the blanket? Oh, uh, uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> like, and I was not afraid to say stuff like that. So it started from that type of thing. And then once you know that you can do it and say it and express, if another child would have said it, it would have been like, ooh, you cousin. Yeah, you get in trouble around my cousins. And they'd be like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, damn, it smells funny in here. Your mama need to spray some. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, damn, you off the hook. Like, but now, yeah. Because they wanted to hear more. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So did you, in your regular life, it seems like you're funny as well. So do you have where people are like, oh, he's more serious when he's just regular life and not, you know, in front of the camera and stand up, or are you just always funny? I guess it depends on how I'm feeling. I'm an adult and, I, you know, it's one thing, it's kind of like your job, you know, you do interviewing skills by nature. So when you get home, you don't really probably want no one asking you, well, how was the interviewing there? And blah, 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 blah. Because it's like, okay, I'm off work. Yeah, and right. One time it was so easy to, to be funny for me because I could just come somewhere and people wouldn't expect me to be funny and I'll just wild them with my talents. I'm like, oh, y'all, <laughs> this look like it used to be an old Home Depot and this be in the middle of somebody's baby shower, anything. Like, they're just having a good time. And people are like, who was that funny guy you bought with a bring him next time? Because my mm-hmm. mom had to uh-huh. him to come out. Or whatever. It would be that. So I would do it just freelance. Now it's like because I get paid to do it and it's a requirement. It's like yeah. sometimes you don't even feel like being funny. You yeah. know, sometimes I sit around when I just sit quietly around my family, they be like, What the hell is going on with Darren? But now I'm always doing it. So I just be like letting other people make me laugh or I chuckle. But 
at one time, I would just be like, let me wild a crowd or let me host my mama's party or whatever it may be, or let me just get up or, you know, if we do family night, game night or something like that, I automatically feel it was my job to get up and be like, all right, y'all, take one card. Don't be cheating. Right. Put you out. <laughs> all right. Now, and that was just me. So I am naturally that person. And um, I just knew I was supposed to do something with it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you're also into acting. Would you see yourself doing a sitcom or like what type of acting are you into? I'm into like thrillers, believe it or not. I don't watch a lot. Wow. Oh, I would I love watch, to see that. When I do watch a comedy, it's like one of them funny thrillers. Like someone just walk up and be like, you want a cup of coffee? And then they just hit you in the head with the mug. Like, is it supposed to be funny or do you it's like hilarious? <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> what? Or be like, ah, oh, damn it, I got you. Are you bleeding? And then they just smell. I've seen movies like that. So yeah. those movies, something like, am I crazy for watching or is someone else crazy for making it? I think we both are. I would love to be <laughs> okay. in a movie like that. Yeah, like, you know, some thriller type comedies. So I'm like, oh my God, did Darren just kill somebody at the end and bust out laughing? I'm like, oh, that just, that's right up my alley. Yeah, I would love to see that. We'll definitely be looking out for that because I would that would be funny. I would like to see you in a role like that doing how you do. <laughs> but just don't die, okay? You can be the person killing, but don't die. No, no, not before the credits roll, no way. Okay. <laughs> no, I can at least make it to the end. Maybe like, Darren yes. Paul, he pulled two hours. Now. Put that in your contract. Let me make it to the end. Please do. Okay. Yes, okay. You have sold out shows. You have been to Philly, Delaware, Virginia Beach, New York City, Dallas, Chicago, and that's just to name a few. Do you have a favorite place that you've performed? Um, I just told Chicago they were one of my favorite crowds. I sold out five crowds over 600 tickets. Wow. And this was Mother's Day weekend. And they were, and we sold that out in one week. I just want to say that amongst all, they were lit every crowd. You know how like you be like, I've done shows where I've done like the whole weekend and maybe two or three other crowds are lit out of five, but they were joining in on all the songs. You don't have to be like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm always funny on stage, but the crowd sometimes you can get that late night crowd that's too buzzed and they just hide yeah. and then listen to the story and laugh. But then I get them crowds sometimes who interact and like, aha, I already know what you're going to say. Don't say it. You know, I love those reactions too. So Chicago had that every night. They are sitting there don't sleep. You know how they say New York don't sleep? Chicago don't sleep either. So they had that energy. Yes, they did. Brooklyn, um, because it's a few dates that you probably don't even see on the list. We just sold out Brooklyn, um, Little Rock, Arkansas. We just sold out so much. Dallas. Um, Brooklyn was lit too, both shows. And they were, and those were pop-up shows. They sold out in like two weeks and they were amazing. Um, who else was lit? Like, it was so many. Philly. Oh my God. All three shows in Philly. They were bam, bam, bam to the point. A lot of them came back to Harrisburg. In Lancaster. Wow, that's great. Pop-ups after we've done the club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So do you like doing the pop-ups? You know, if it's if it feels good and everything, do you love it? I love performing. Um, I treat the pop-ups the way I would do the major problems. Now, sometimes I don't give them as much time because a lot of time in a pop-up building, that building is rented for a certain amount of hours. Right. So say if it's for comics and the show started later because of sound equipment or people just still coming in. Because you know how we get sometimes. We show up a little late. I'm just thinking <laughs> I'm going to show up to see the headliner. And um, 
now we got to rush it. So my 45 minutes set can easily be a 20 to 25. And I got a big flash to get out of there because they got to have that 30 minutes to clean up, lost all yeah. everything. And especially we do two or three shows on a pop-up. Then we got to get that first bunch out, bring another one in. So you got to, you know, move differently because of the pandemic or whatever, but we still mm -hmm. move safely. But in the comedy clubs, because it's theirs, they own it, they, you know, be like, okay, Darren, it's fine. We, as long as we get that little break, right. it's time to move the first shows. We can spend as much time in here because this is ours. But yeah. because, you know, one of my fellow comics or someone who I do business with who own their own production, like Ken Jones, like But Is She Funny, um, like Ray Diva, some of the people I work with who are also comics, but they have their own companies, like productions outside of it, they will um, rent the space out make the money off the back end or whatever. Um, I get my gross ticket sales and we go in and just give it a hell of a show, whether it's 25 minutes or 45, I'm still trying to be electrifying every minute. Yes, that is amazing. You all, so that means you always do a show, no matter what, they come pop up, they come in a venue, you are going to give them a show. They're going to be a performance. I don't care if it's the BET Awards or the Backyard Barbecue. Y'all pay, okay. <laughs> okay, oh, you got enough to drink. Don't get you another Dixie cup full of that jungle juice. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, I'm not going to not, because mm -mm, it is not their fault that they're at a pop-up. This is yeah. what we decided to do. And this is something we all, it's their decision uh, mm -hmm. to come. But it's, you know, you're not going to treat your cousin who just moved into a um, one-bedroom apartment no different than you treat your cousin who lives in a chateau. Because exactly. you're both your cousins, and if you exactly. love them, you're gonna trip. So that's the way I look at it. This is a marriage, yes. you know. So what I know it's a little early because you know this is the way you've been doing it for years. But at this point, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, that's a good question. I, I love stand up. I could see myself doing stand up all my life. Now a few years ago, I said I don't see myself, you know dying out on the stage like you know janice um yeah. janice um what's her name uh, are you talking about joan joan i said janice i apologize mm -hmm. joan rivers or yeah. um dick gregory but mm -hmm. it's honorable to still be telling jokes at that time yeah so i can see myself still doing some stage um pop-up shows and just popping up on people because people light up when I pop up a lot too which is great but I love to come out to the um, open mics not because I'm better than or not I'm just a little more known but I've seen some killing open mics like oh my god all oh, y'all were funny like who are you who are you I'm dying to shake their hands yeah. not, you know um two so I see myself always on the stage um, and then, too, I see myself legacy in book writing. I want to write some motivational, but I want it to be real. Yeah. I don't want it to be like, you know what? And I look myself in the mirror every morning, and I'm like, you got it. Right. You know, none of that goofy <laughs> stuff. I be like, I want it to be real. Yeah, absolutely. You got to say, no, I'm not going to hit the blunt today, even though I smoke weed. I'm not. I got something to do. We can definitely make me too chill. I need to be up. <laughs> so those those are my motivations to people. I'm not going to get up there and waste your time or be telling people like manifest it, manifest it. Not just manifest it. Pray on it. Give it to God. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, talk to a second opinion. Hey, like, my girl, you know I'm about to move out to LA now. That's gonna be on the West Coast, girl. You think I should go? You gonna come a bit? Get some people. 
the real deal shit, not just manifest it, not dream it and follow your dreams. Not all that yeah. stuff people tell you, but not really what they go through. Yeah, so, like it's generic, but it doesn't tell them, you know, you're speaking on like, give me something that really happened to you absolutely. so that I can relate to it. Absolutely. Everybody says manifest. Everybody right. says be positive, think positive. Everybody says that. But tell me what you did to help me. Because we're real people, you know? So I love that. I love that about you. Thank you. So I'm going to let people know I have it going across the bottom here to follow you on your Facebook at Darren Fleet Comedian, your Instagram at Love Darren Fleet. I interview all over my Facebook, IG, and stuff too, because I wanted to be seen and heard. And I had such a great time. Thank you for all the great questions too. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We know you are a busy man and we will definitely be looking out for more stuff. I would love to have you later on again. Come on and just do some more with us. You're so funny and so lovable. Um, thank you for letting us see you and letting us into your talent and letting us experience you in this lifetime. Thank you so much. I'm really, really appreciative of y'all time. And I will come back next time just because I want to. So thank you so oh, much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And I will definitely let everybody know about this. You have a good one. You as well, love. God bless. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching. I will have another live for you soon. Just follow Talk To Me Tuesday podcast. And I will put that on here. Get ready for the next time that I will be on so that we can have a new topic for you guys. Thank you for tuning in and watching with us. Make sure you show some love and share.